Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's road trip, we are heading to New York to chat with Anthony Cephas. Anthony is an ABA therapist and book author. He wrote his first book, Jupiter's Adventures, My New Glasses, in only 10 days and has been writing children's books ever since. So welcome, Anthony, to the Relatable Voice podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm very pleased to be here and looking forward to discussing my book with you today. Mm-hmm. And I'm very pleased to be in New York today. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So, Anthony, you are from Baltimore and now living in Brooklyn. Yes? Yes. I'm, yes, absolutely. I'm from Baltimore. I'm originally from, born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. I went to school in Boston and I found my way in New York City. And why did you decide to move there? Well, as a young child, I visited for a summer and I was just so amazed by the experience from the hustle and bustle, even as a small child, I understood that it was just a lot happening here. And I wanted to be a part of that. So I never forgot that experience. And I said, one day I'm going to make it to New York. And I did, luckily. I've been to New York many times. And I think there are so many things to do there that I don't even know if one day I'll be able to say, I visit all these places. It's literally impossible at this point. There's always something new, a new restaurant, a new museum, a new play. It's yeah. never ending. Yes. And I see that you used to read Charlie Brown comics when you were a kid. Charlie Brown still is to this day one of my favorite cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, I even named my dog Charlie Brown. And which which of them is your favorite character? Snoopy was always my favorite, um, but I didn't name my um, my adopted dog Snoopy because it didn't fit his personality. He was more of a Charlie Brown. Yeah. Also, my favorite character is Snoopy because he could walk like a human. Yes. And was always getting into mischief and had an extraordinary imagination, which I share. Yeah. So, Anthony, back to your profession. You are an applied behavior analysis therapist, as known as ABA. Can you tell us more about your work with children? So, essentially, my job is to come in and, and sort of work with children and help them adapt to social scenarios that they may not understand. So, you know, what we call typical children or or typical people, they can pick up on social cues, they can quickly understand the connection between an object and its function. Some children, what we call atypical children, it may take a little while from able to pick up on things like that, that may come like second nature to some, most of us. And so it's my job to come in and work um, one-on-one, usually one-on-one, I do one-on-one, to help them sort of navigate 
the, the environment. And mm-hmm. what I do, in a, I mean, it's much more broad than that, but to put it in a nutshell, it's really just sort of coming in and working and helping them sort of adapt to the environment. Mm-hmm. And who can benefit from this therapy? For example, kids with autism, uh, maybe ADHD. Can you tell us a little bit more? Actually, I I think I believe all children could um, benefit from this sort of therapy because it's right. A lot of children learn. Do one. I do like I said. I do a lot of one-on-one therapy. So a lot of children learn best with one-on-one. And so I think the sort of things that we do are things that I would you would do with any other child. Um, these aren't. The, the sort of techniques and skills that we use to work with children is not very much different than what you would use with children who we call typical children. It sort of very much works in the same vein. Of course, you deviate a little, but it's all children and families and, and society really benefit uh-huh. from the work. Yeah. Well, good to know. So the whole society can benefit from this treatment and yeah. Anthony, did you always dream of becoming a writer or was it something that came to you later in life? I always enjoyed writing, even um, I didn't engage in sort of fiction, um, but I always enjoyed writing like as an academic. I didn't never thought of myself as a person who would write a book. Um, I know it takes a lot of commitment and I admire all those who can, who've been able to complete a story down on paper. It's, it's a really difficult thing to do. So I never saw myself as a person who would be able to do such a thing, but I always had a broad imagination. I always had all these ideas bubbling up in my head. And so um, it just sort of came naturally, actually, just sort of putting it down on paper, all these sort of, sort of feelings and ideas I had in my head. You were a very creative person. Oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. I, I love the arts. So I, I love film. I love um, books. So yeah, I've always been immersed in that sort of world of imagination and, and creating. And you published a series of books, as we talked before, and it's entitled Jupiter's Adventures. And your first book was written in only 10 days. So how, Anthony, did you come up with this story? Did you have it in your head? No, it, it just sort of came to me. Um, I had an, an, another idea to, of a story that I was going, intending to write, and it just wouldn't sort of... And I just started writing and it wouldn't come out. You know, you know how you just, you're, you're uh-huh. working through things and I was writing, I was writing. And that story wasn't the story that was within me at the moment. I was just writing and writing and it led me to this particular story. It just sort of came out of nowhere. It was very organic. It was no intention around this particular subject matter. It just sort of something I, I guess subconsciously I had back there that needed to come out. And this pretty much how it works. Jupiter is not a common name. So why did you choose it? So my, my what I, well, I did have a few goals before I started writing. And one of those goals, a few of those, one goal was to sort of elevate the idea of difference, right? And so I wanted to choose a name that wasn't common where kids could sort of relate to being different. Um, and I wanted to put a character on them within the story who wasn't normally represented in a lot of stories. So he is um, an African-American four-year-old. And so I thought, you know what? I'm gonna keep up with this theme of difference. And Jupiter just sort of 
seemed different to me. It just sort of popped out. Um, actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, not to um, go on too long, but now that I think about it, I'm working with a kid who loves planets. Actually, that's probably where it came from. Uh -huh. he, yes, he's very much into planets. He will do anything with planets. He sing planet songs. And so now that I think about it, that's probably where it came from. I never thought about it. Yeah. You, you just talked to us about subconscious. And yeah. it was there, deep inside mm -hmm. your mind. Mm -hmm. And can you tell to our listeners a little bit about your book? I know that Jupiter start wearing glasses, but... So it's really about the experience of having... Glasses is sort of a metaphor of what it means to fit in. So he is so he's on the journey of getting his new glasses for the right first time and it's really about his his emotional journey of what it may mean for him in him in his life as a four-year-old actually um his life to wear these glasses will people still like me the anxiety the nervousness sort of the fear of what it means to go to the doctor get these glasses and will his friends accept him will his family still treat him the same. So it's really about a journey of emotions he goes through by receiving these new pair of glasses, which is just a metaphor for feelings, working through your feelings, your feelings. Mm -hmm. And what inspired you to write this book series? So I wanted to write some stories that were different than the books I've read. Um, a, a lot of the children books I read because I work with children, I get to see they sort of have similar themes, similar characters. Of course, they're variations, but there were plenty of books that I did I did not see. I did not see represented um, in the books I was reading. So I wanted to create a series that took in all those sorts of things that I didn't see present in many of the books that I was reading every day to the children I work with. Mm -hmm. Inclusion. Yeah, we yeah. need yes. books. Mm -hmm. we need. Inclusion is very important. Um, and you know, I've, I've, of course, parents understand this and, and family too, but when you work with children every, every day, you really get to see how they respond to things that they can relate to what, you know, their eyes light up, they begin to memorize more easily because they've, in fact, attached themselves to the story. They see themselves in the story. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be a small part in sort of creating something that a kid could be happy about when they read and, and memor memorize it and feel attached to. Mm -hmm. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Anthony, I believe that to be able to write for kids, children, authors, 
need to immerse themselves into a children's world. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, one of my, well, someone actually recommended to me, still, I should read more children's book. Although I read a lot of children's books and I'm always reading children's books, they said, you can never not read enough of the material that you intend to sort of engage in. So I read more and more stories and it really, it really helped me a lot. It really helped me see ways, techniques, what, how, what children related to, what children did not relate to, what made them smile, what didn't make them smile. So yeah, I read more and more books every day and still do. Mm-hmm. And Anthony, what makes a good children's book? What are some important elements in your opinion? Number one, illustration. You can never underestimate the power of illustration, particularly when you're dealing with young children like I am. Um, they need to see the book and want to open it, you know, because usually, well, most times we're going to be reading it to them. They're going to be the adults reading the stories. So they, they're not going to know the words unless we begin to read them. So they need to be attracted to the pictures. They need to be attracted to the characters. They need to be engaged. And so illustration is number one. I write rhyming books. Um, so that's I children do relate, um, particularly younger children, to rhyming books a lot. So I wanted to write something that was one that looked good and that rhymed. It's easy for children to remember, easy for them to recite back to you. Um, and another important element is you need to have um some tension in the story. I feel for me, in my stories, a little bit of tension. What I mean by tension is some anxiety around what's going to happen next. Some mm -hmm. sort of fear like, what's going to happen if we turn the next page? I want to find out what this character is going to experience. What's next? So it has to be very engaging and it has to have some tension to keep their attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we need to keep the attention. And I have to tell you that I absolutely love the book illustrations. <laughs> what do you look for when choosing an illustrator to collaborate with? That actually took, that was the longest process, actually. That wasn't much longer than writing the book. I know once I made the decision, it was, it's a commitment, right? So um, what I did was I looked through, I looked through a lot of work, a lot of work, and what I did was I narrowed in on a few illustrators who were doing work that had sort of different looking children and people in it. So not the sort of generic look of, you know, people and animals and like um, sort of environment, something that was very different, very eye-catching. And that's and then I came across this young this young lady and she was she was great. I'm very pleased. And Anthony, would you like to leave a message to our listeners? My advice would be, one, is to read as much as possible to them, um, no matter what it is, no matter if it's a children's book or not, read as much as possible. I know many people have said that before, before me, people much more educated in the area. But um, read as much as possible. And I would say, read different sorts of books. Choose books that you might not normally think take the time to investigate why you're choosing a particular book and why not the other book. Say, you know, step outside the box, choose something that may be a bit different and you never know how children may respond. So I always say, try a wide range of stories 
it's very important for children to read a, a wide range of st stories. Like we just talked about inclusion is very, very important. So mm -hmm. the more children learn about those sorts of things, the better the world is. Anthony, your work is so important. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And so is your work. I know you're a writer as well. So yeah. thank you. And one last thing, just an idea. Try to read to them like they are not children, like they're just small people. That's how I work with most, all of my children, actually, all of them. I talk to them as if they're a peer. And of course, you don't treat them as such, but you make them feel very important by talking to them as, as you would talk to anybody else, any other adult. Mm -hmm. it, really, it really works. And Anthony, where can our listeners find you and, of course, your book? You can find my book on Amazon. The actual hard paper copy is on Amazon. It's also available on all digital books. It's a digital book as well. Mm -hmm. um, also, my website is anthonycephaspublishing.com. Anthony, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y, Cephas publishing.com where you can see my website and see all the sorts of pictures and of mm -hmm. the book. And do you have any social media as well? Oh yes, I do. I always I always forget about my social media. Um so it's Jupiter's J-U-P-I-T-E-R-S underscore adventures. Are you planning to write more books? I wrote a second book already. Um, it's the second book in this in the series, Jupiter's, Jupiter's Adventures, My First Day of School. And when it will be available? Oh, it will be available in September. Wonderful. So you have to come back. <laughs> I, absolutely, I'll be happy to come back and talk about it. Absolutely delighted to do that. So, Anthony, it was so good to have you here with us today. And please let us know also when your new book is available. And I'll be more than happy to go back to New York. Yeah, you can never come to New York enough. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much and keep writing. Thank you so much. Thank you for visiting. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. <laughs>